at Lamboki and right up there in front of everybody he was struck with sickness by an angel and worms ate him amen amen so why is that scripture in there I think that's a warning amen I think that's instructions amen you see family you have to understand James 4 verse 6, the NIV, God opposes the proud. He opposes them. Can't stand pride. He hates it. He opposes pride. He doesn't just like, listen, you're, you're out of my grace. No, he opposes pride. Literally. But he gives grace, favor to the humble. You see, prideful people can only expect destruction. Well, Destruction, loss, lack, even sickness is all you can expect. Because the scripture says, Proverbs 16, verse 18, NIV, pride goes before destruction. A haughty, arrogant spirit before the fall. Amen. You see, family, people always want to be noticed. People always want to bring attention to themselves. People always want to be proud, center of attention. Look how good I am. Not understanding everything you are, everything you have, the blood in your veins, the breath in your lungs is from God. The Bible says that you must give your bodies up as living sacrifices unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. It's like it's reasonable. It's not even like unreasonable. Because you do not belong to you. And those who humble themselves before the Lord, those who know that it's only through God, those are the ones that God raises up. Jesus, when he saw the proud people, he gave this parable in Luke 14, verse 7, the NIV. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor, look at me. I'm important at the table. He told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you might have been invited. So then the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the seat of least importance. But when you are invited, take the lowest place. So that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up. To a better place. Then you will be honored. In the presence. Of the other guests. You see. God gives you honor. But he gets the glory. Amen. For those who exalt themselves. Will be humbled. And those who humble themselves. Will be exalted. Can I speak to you guys like adults here? Can I speak to you? Can you take it? Okay, three of you can stay. Everybody, you can go. Can I, can I be real with you guys now? Can you take it? Okay, you ready to go down the rabbit hole? Open Pandora's box. All right. I've learned that pride wears many masks. Many, 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 many. 
I know this from experience. I teach from revelation. You see, it's not just the prideful, arrogant, look at me kind of people. Even people that are overly humble are prideful. Even people that are overly spiritual are prideful. Look at me how humble I am. Look how spiritual I am. Amen. Amen. Can you guys take this? People who are jealous and envious are prideful. They're proud. How can you have more than me? How can you have what I don't have? People that gossip and slander others, it's pride. Pride. Make them look worse so I can feel better about myself. Amen? People who get offended very easily, it's pride. Anything against your narrative, your belief, me, me, I, myself, offended. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. To me, personal offense is a valuable tool. The Lord taught me this. Offense is a, it can be a valuable, valuable tool. And I want you guys to catch this. Because no one is immune to this. We will all be faced with it and have the temptation of it. But when offense comes, it's like a flag. Whoa. And I look in. All right, where, what? Something's not lacking here. Something's not lacking here. Why, why am I so scratched up? Why am I so offended? What's going on here? Either there's pride in that area, or that's an indicator of a demonic stronghold. You see, because a demonic stronghold will always defend the lie. Always. It defends the lie through defense. And offense. Defends the bondage. Always puts up offense. Defense. You see, and so I use this as a tool. I use this as a tool to see, look inside. What is it? Is there something in me? Why am I this way? What am I doing? And I deal with it. You know what that's called? Spiritual maturity. Amen? And you know, I also, it also helps me. Because I can see sometimes what spirit is behind that smiling face. Amen? Amen. Can I just be real with you guys, yeah? Because there's nothing like a bit of pressure that reveals things in us. All of us. Amen? If it is a demonic root of offense, listen to me. I'm going to teach you something, yeah? If people are defended and it has a demonic root, there's a demonic Um, root behind it that person will always have a long list of reasons why we offended why why, why, why don't you go to Christ and Council Ministries anymore no you know what there's this and there's there's this and then there's there's this and they've got a long list of reasons why they are offended someone that is humble just you know we just don't see eye to eye that's the line don't cross it. 
Why? You know, I think it's just didn't work out. But when there's a long list of reasons, reason one, reason two, reason three, the devil's behind it. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. That word accuser, the Greek word is kat goror, which is the uh, meaning a complainant at law. So the devil loves to accuse the brethren. Build a case. Amen. Why? Because they mull around in our brains the whole time. Tormenting spirits. And you get your whole list of all of the reasons why you have a case for your offense. And you all okay? Yes. Am I speaking the truth? Yes. Pride doesn't like biblical titles. Why? Because pride doesn't like submitting to authority. They've got no problem with worldly titles. Doctor, professor, even worm, tani. Say pastor, oh, niem, earl. Amen? Dusty devil. Devil doesn't like submitting to who gave the church Apostles, evangelists, prophets, teachers, pastors as gifts. Jesus. You see, it's recognizing the God-ordained office. It's honoring God. It's giving God the glory, honoring the anointing, submitting to the anointing. But the devil don't like that, family. He doesn't like it at all. Doesn't like it at all. Demonic pride presents a false humility. Yes, pastor. No, pastor. You're so awesome, pastor. Until you get to the point where it doesn't suit their beliefs. As soon as it gets to that point, as soon as it steps out of their comfort zone... You know, then all of a sudden it rebels. Spirit of pride has no problem telling other people what to do. Loves it. Tells other people what to do. You tell it what to do. No, 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 no. Who do you think you are now? Amen? Spirit of pride always wants to lead. It always wants to get involved. It always wants to perform, but it doesn't want to conform. Hey, pastor, I want to do this. I want to do this. Are you a member? Have you done the membership course? No, no, no. I want to do this, this. No, no, no. Hang on a second. Spirit of humility wants to be yoked to the ministry. Wants to be connected to the anointing. Understand submission to the authority. They like to perform but not conform. As soon as you have strong leadership that says to the spirit, sorry, no, this is the direction we need to go. Straight away, the spirit becomes very ugly, gets very offended. Rebels, 
builds a case. Then gossips and slanders presents a case like Satan did with a third of the angels. Then it accuses the appointed leadership who are actually doing stuff, saving souls, as controlling. What are they doing? Accusing the brethren. Amen? You want to identify there all those people that have got a lot to say about the good things people are doing. Amen? 1 Peter 5 verse 5, New Living Translation. You who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you, dress yourselves in humility. Dress yourselves. Humility is not automatic. Humility is something you've got to put on, something you've got to wear. It's not always fun. It's not always nice. Amen. You've got to take up your cross daily as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud. He opposes those who do not submit to authority. He has the younger not submitting to the, to the, to the elders. This works right the way through. You can't submit to authority. Guess what? God's opposing you because you're too proud to submit. But he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves. Learn submission under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. You see, humility knows they can do nothing without God. Humility knows this. Humble people have got a strong prayer life. A strong prayer life because they know they cannot do it without God. Humility has a strong prayer life. Pride says, look at me. Look at what I can do. Humility says, look what Jesus has done. And they mean it. Not a false humility. Pride says, who do you think you are to speak to me like that? Amen. Pride says, let me give you a piece of my mind. You know what humility says? Whatever. Tell your neighbor, whatever. 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 Humility always maintains peace. This is a symptom. I've told so many people this. You always know the root by the fruit. So many people are super spiritual and religious, but in their wake is just destruction and strife and mess. No, I had to confront. I had to do. What was the fruit? What was the fruit? Was it godly? Was it demonic? Amen. I warned you guys before. Right? Disclaimer. I told you we're going down the rabbit hole. You need to know this stuff. Amen. Strife is a symptom. It's an attribute of pride. Because people have too much of a high opinion of this. They always know. They always want to get the last word in. They always want to, you know, strife is is an attribute of pride. If you you cause a lot of strife in people's, in your lives, you have pride. You need to, to deal with that. Pride knows when to just keep quiet. Even when they write, because it doesn't really matter. Right? You don't have to be right. Humility, whatever. Tell your neighbor, whatever. Whatever. You'd rather keep peace. Amen? You'd rather keep the fruit right. Humble people make mistakes like everyone else does. But they're quick to repent. Quick to say, hey, oh man. 
Sorry, man. I missed it. Sorry. Quick to repent. That's humility. Proud people. Uh-uh. Bitterbacker. Huh? It's proud. Amen. They hold grudges and harbor unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment. And let me tell you, please listen to me. If you don't deal with that, it can make you very, very, very sick. Dread diseases. We deal with this stuff. You do not want it. Please just hear me when I say that. It's very dangerous. Wisdom and knowledge can lead to pride. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1, the Amplified, knowledge alone, without humility, makes people self-righteously arrogant, prideful. Even the great apostle Paul, he had great wisdom and revelation, 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, the great apostle Paul, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Wow. He wasn't even proud. This was just to prevent him from becoming proud. Amen. And family, this is very dangerous because as, as you grow in knowledge and you hear other people who are not as knowledgeable as you are and they start saying stuff and you're like, man, you, you don't have a clue, man. I don't know what they're talking about. They don't have a clue. Lessons learned, yeah? Lessons learned, yeah? I'd rather God teaches me the lessons that I can teach you than I have to be humbled to my knees because that's pride pride is a critical spirit very critical very critical sometimes call it a pharisee spirit i see them sometimes like they sit and they want to catch me out like they caught jesus out very very happy when 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 i when i make a mistake i will make mistakes i'm sorry okay but that is a critical prideful Pharisee spirit. You see, humility rejoices in the people's efforts. Rejoices that, that people are growing. They, uh, pride looks for the faults. Humility looks for the good things and rejoices and rejoices in those things. Man, you know what? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have a clue, but he's trying. Amen. <laughs> Praise Jesus for that. He's, he's doing something, you know. He'll grow. He'll, he'll change. But no, pride. Mm -mm. Come to me, Pastor. Pastor Carl. Pastor Carl, I need to speak to you, Pastor Carl. Pastor Carl, uh, uh, this, 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 uh, you got it wrong. Whatever. Amen? No, no, not really. No, you see, you always have to approach everything from the position that you might actually be wrong. Always. When someone comes and says to me, listen, you know what, uh, maybe you're not there. Okay, hang on a second. From that position, I do not be, I'm not offended, I'm not offensive. Yes, you know, it's, it's like, Ugh. but you know, from that position, you have to consider, are you wrong? 
Because if you don't have that mindset, you will be full of deception. Always. The way to stay out of deception is to think that you are. Amen? And to approach life from that position. So always, ish, it hurts, but man, listen, I don't want to be deceived. Let me see. Let me go. Let me search. Amen? Amen. Are we closing? Um, Philippians 2 verse 3. Don't be selfish. Selfishness is pride. Self-centeredness, selfishness. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. How are you to be humble? This is one of the greatest scriptures and tools for you to position yourself in humility. What do you do? You think of everyone else better than you. That'll keep you humble. Amen? You don't meet this person and think, you listen, they're better than me. It's, it's, it's a mindset that keeps you humble. They're better than me. They're better. Not that they are, but that is the mindset. Amen? If you want to know what pride is, first analyze humility. And pride is anything that is opposite to humility. Amen? Did you get a new revelation of pride? Amen. Amen. It's not what you thought. Amen. And family, I tell you, if Lucifer, who was full of wisdom, signet of beauty, and he fell to this, you and I have to be more on God. Because we don't have that wisdom. We're not in the presence of God. We have to be more on God. Amen. Amen. Can I have a big amen? Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Family, thank you. We have, uh, just before I close, I just want nobody moving around, nobody walking around. I just really want to, like I said in the beginning of this message, I could give you the most incredible messages. We could do the most awesome things. But if you miss heaven, it's worthless. Church, without making it to heaven, is worthless. Can you do church without going to heaven? Absolutely. Absolutely. May I have uh, the scripture? John 3. So here we have the account where Nicodemus, he is part of the Jewish ruling council. He is the, one of the most religious people of his time. He fasted, he prayed, he had everything. He, this was religion at its max, man. This is Enchir Church on steroids. Amen? for my birth. Okay, so there's the music. Now we got to... Okay. So he, he saw Jesus and he saw, hey, something, my religious mindset, it's not quite what I thought. There's a little bit more to this. Although he was doing everything right. And he went to Jesus at night. Jesus says the most profound thing to this most religious man. He says, Nicodemus, unless you are born again, very truly, no one can see heaven. Wow. Nicodemus said, Arthur said, wow, what do you mean? Must I crawl up my mother's womb and be born again? I'm a religious man. I go to church. I fast. I pray. I do everything. I lead even. He said again, very truly, unless you are born again, church, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus said twice to him. And he said, being born again, it's a spiritual thing. 
It's not a natural thing. And so we need to always check ourselves. We do not, can't mess with eternity. So you say, well, well, how can I be born again? Well, the scripture says, Romans 10 verse 9, it says, if you declare, you can't think faith. You must speak it. It's a faith principle. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord. And you believe in your heart that he is the son of God. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a good man. You will be spiritually born again. It's like an engagement to Christ. And then you need to stay engaged. Amen. You need to grow in holiness. Amen. So you might say, well, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm born again. Maybe I'm not born again. Well, Romans 8 verse 16 says this. The Spirit Himself will testify, not with your brain, not with your reasoning, not like Nicodemus, must I crawl up my mother's womb? No, your heart inside soft still voice child you need to be born again you need to be born again because he doesn't want you to miss heaven loves you loves you loves you so much so i want every head bowed every eye closed in this place please just for a moment and i want to ask you friend are you ready to face jesus If you had to breathe your last breath tonight, are you confident that you will look upon the eyes of Jesus Christ and he will say, welcome, good and faithful servant? Do you have any doubt in your heart? If you do, you need to be born again. Maybe some of you just need to recommit your life to Jesus. Maybe some of you, the Lord is just ministering on your heart. You might be born again. You might be serving the Lord. But he's saying, child, I need you to respond. And as a child and a servant of God, we say, yes. No questions. So if you fit in any one of those categories, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands the count of three. One, two, three. Hands going up everywhere. Everywhere hands going up. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hands going up everywhere. You might say, Pastor Carl, is this important? It's very important. Because Jesus said, unless you acknowledge me before men, I will not acknowledge you before my Father. If you cannot acknowledge him here when nobody's looking around, all eyes are closed, you will never be able to shine for him on the outside. You won't. So be obedient. I'm going to give you one more opportunity. The Lord speaking to you, boldly say, Jesus, yes, I am. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Be bold. He was naked on a cross for you. Naked on a cross for you. Don't let pride steal this from you. One more chance. One, two, three, raise your hands. Praise Jesus. Hands going up everywhere. There we go. Thank you, Jesus. Even my leaders are raising their hands. People being in ministry. Praise Jesus. Now I want everybody to pray this prayer after me. Everyone, if you have breath in your lungs, please pray this prayer. Just say this. Say, Father, I hear you calling me. I sense you knocking on my heart. I open up the door. I surrender my life. 
I invite you, Jesus, come inside. Fill me. Fill my heart. Fill my life. Change me. Transform me. Lord, I repent of my many failures. I ask you to forgive me for that precious blood to just wash me and cleanse me. Now fill me with your spirit. Put the seal on my forehead saying I am yours. Fill me with your spirit right now in Jesus' name. I just thank you. Just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's such a good God, family. He loves you so, 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 so much. Family, thank you so much for your patience. It's been a long day, I know. But there are pamphlets on the tables talking about the new birth experience. Please take it. Just it'll explain everything that happened. There's a new birth certificate. Fill it in and even take it and hand out to people. Family, let's give Jesus a big praise. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord.